As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. All right, hey everyone, welcome into another episode of the Sleeping with the Numbers podcast. Pat and Dylan here going to go through our machine learning model picks as well as our picks for the upcoming season, week 14. Of course. <laughs> yeah. Going to make our picks for the upcoming week. Uh, that is week 14. Uh, but first, we're going to do a question of the day. So what do you got, Pat? You have to pick one team in the hunt to make the playoffs and get either the six or seven seed. Who's it going to be? Yeah, so I'll kick it off here. So just to kind of reiterate uh, who's in and who's out as of right now, uh, Friday, December 10th. In the AFC, Patriots, Titans, Ravens, Chiefs, Chargers, Bengals, Bills are all currently in. On the bubble are the Colts, Raiders, Steelers, Browns, Broncos, Dolphins. Uh, technically, the Jets and the Jaguars can still make it. Houston is out, but uh, we're not going to consider the Jets and the Jags. On the NFC side, Cardinals, Packers, Bucks, Cowboys, Rams, uh, 49ers, Vikings. Um Currently in, and then on the bubble, we got Eagles, Carolina, Atlanta, the Saints, and then likely the Giants, Bears, Seahawks, and Lions are also uh, very unlikely. So for me, I am going to go with the Washington football team. Uh, this was a difficult one. Pat, I think I would have much rather had yours. But but uh, just kind of looking at their matchup here, or well, future matchups they play the cowboys this week i don't expect them to win this one but then they have the eagles i think they can win that one cowboys again again i don't think they win that one then eagles again and then the giants if they can win you know what three out of the next five i believe that they can make it into the playoffs if you look at playoffstatus.com at the moment uh washington football team currently has a 57 percent chance of making it into the playoffs um, and they control their own destiny, which is something that usually isn't the case this late into the season. So it, it's a tough one, but I am going to take the Washington football team. Yeah, I think Washington's a good choice. I think that they definitely have the opportunity to make it in. Um, another team that I'm going to pick in a crappy division like the NFC East is going to be the Colts. And I think that looking at their schedule, you know, they play the Patriots and the Cardinals next, but after that, they have the Raiders and the Jags. So they, they should be at least two for two and thinking to myself, okay, well two for two is not really going to do it, but the other teams in the hunt are like right on the cusp. The Raiders play an above 500 schedule. They'll probably maybe win one or two. The Browns play Raiders, Packers, Steelers, Bengals. So they may win two. The bills who currently hold one of the wild card spots, they might not do it because they play the Buccaneers and the Patriots. So to me, I think that's probably two losses. And then they have Panthers, Falcons, Jets, which I would assume would be three wins, but I don't really trust the Bills right now, unfortunately. So I think that there's a good opportunity for the Colts to sneak in because I don't think the Buffalo is going to hold on to their spot. And the other team in the hunt is Pittsburgh, and they play the Titans, Chiefs, Browns, and Ravens, and I could realistically see that being an 0-4 run. So (laughs) it sucks. But I think the Colts have the best schedule to make it in. I think the Bills are a better team, but I just don't trust them. Fair enough. So let's get into these matchups here. Uh, Like I said, it is Friday, so the Thursday night game already happened. It was 
It was a uh, it was a game that that was played technically. Um, so Minnesota does win the game. Uh, Steelers decided to score all of their points in the final quarter. Uh, fantasy wise, pretty good game for, you know, anyone you would start. So, you know, good for them. Uh, model pick Minnesota to win and cover. That did happen. So off to a good start here with the model. Just a recap. How things went last week for us, Pat, uh, we did we did pretty well again. So in terms of the money line, I went nine and four. Pat, you went ten and three. Um, and that's on me. I picked Baltimore to win and I was at that game. Uh, I was in the end zone for that failed two point conversion that cost them the game. So uh, that's that's me. But hey, at least that shows that, you know, when I make my picks, I'm not biased. But Pat, that Steeler game did turn the tide and let you get that ten and three on the money line. We were both positive as well on the spread. I went seven and six. Pat, you killed it at nine and four. So, you know, follow us. We're pretty good at this. I think what he's saying is follow me. Follow Pat if you want more money. Follow me if you want hit or miss. (laughs) So let's jump into the next games that are going on. We have a AFC North matchup, Baltimore. Going to Cleveland, Baltimore coming off that loss to the Steelers, which is now even more embarrassing for them. But they their offense just looks to be in shambles here. And that's a little worrying because Cleveland's defense is pretty good. So with this matchup here, it is it's an important one. You know, Cleveland still technically has a shot at playoffs. And if they win here, they could technically still make a run for the division leader. If they lose, I I think that almost just kills their chances. And let me just confirm that real quick. If the Browns win this game, their chances go from 21% to 32%. But if they lose, their chances go down to 9%. So basically knocking them out of the playoffs if they do not win this matchup. Um, You know. What is the line here? We got the line. It is uh, Cleveland is actually favorite. Cleveland is a minus three home favorite over under 42 and a half points, which, you know, you, you think of the Ravens. You normally would think they're a high scoring team. They're not. They're barely breaking 20 points a game. So with that said, Pat, who are you confident in betting on this game? I think I'm more confident in Baltimore. I think Cleveland's shown that of the two messes, they're probably the messier team. And I think Baltimore, even though their offense really hasn't really been great, I think that they have the better setup. So I don't necessarily know how they're going to handle Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. But what I do know is that Lamar Jackson's better than Baker Mm -hmm. and Hollywood Brown is better than anybody on the Browns. So I'm going to take Baltimore to win and cover. So Cleveland, you know, talk about Nick Chubb, Chump, <laughs> Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Cleveland uh, gets the most fantasy points for their running backs and Baltimore allows the ninth fewest points to fantasy running backs. So that's that's going to be an interesting matchup to see. And in the past uh, past four weeks, Baltimore actually gives up the fourth fewest fantasy points to running backs. Not saying you'll ever sit Nick Chubb, but just a interesting tidbit here. Um, but Pat, I do agree with you. I'm going to be taking Baltimore to win and cover as well. Um, 
the model is going to be doing the same. Another divisional matchup here, the team I just talked about. Uh, the Washington football team takes on Dallas at home. The Washington football team is only four and a half point home underdogs. Pat, that that's an easy Dallas win, Dallas spread for me. Four and a half is not nearly enough points. Yeah, I agree. Somebody knows something, and that makes me nervous. But I, I don't know. I think people want Washington to look better than what they really are. And what's kind of scary, and I, we, I always bring these up because this is when, you know, I call them trap games. 75% of the money bets are on Dallas, mm. but 64% of the money's on Washington. So those, those always make me nervous because then that makes me feel like somebody knows something and everybody else is just stupid. But I, I think in reality, the, the Cowboys are too good to lose this game. They may not make the spread. It might be closer than what we think because the Cowboys, you know, got their... They get their butts kicked by the Raiders, but they're not, they haven't been super hot. Um, they kind of beat a crappy New Orleans team. They barely beat the loss of the Raiders. They lost to the Chiefs and they blew out the Falcons, which doesn't really tell me anything about who they are right now. Yeah. So, and same thing with Washington. They barely beat the Raiders, barely beat Seattle, kind of beat Carolina, somehow beat Tampa Bay, which to me, that means yeah. nothing because you have one good one and three crappy ones. So, it's a coin toss. I think it'll be close, but I think Dallas is the better team. So I'll take them to win and I'll take, I'll take Washington to cover. I, I feel All like right. that's what these numbers are telling me to do. All right. And that's what we do. We sleep with those numbers. Yes. <laughs> Yet another divisional matchup here. We got the Raiders taking on Kansas city at Arrowhead stadium, Kansas city, nine and a half point home favorites a point total of 48 points at now that one is interesting to me because kansas city has been rough this entire season um have they beat anyone by more than nine points let's take a look real quick in our handy dandy notebook (laughs) why doesn't this tell me anything is your computer on? Uh, yeah. Yeah, they beat the Denver by uh, 13. Is that it? Um, they beat Dallas by 10. They beat Vegas by a number higher than 20. They can't count. <laughs> All right, here we go. All right, so Broncos, they beat by 13. Cowboys, 10. Raiders, was that seven twenty seven Packers by uh six Giants by three okay all right so they they've been getting wins it just feels like they haven't been because I have them on my fantasy teams and they just it feels like they do nothing um all right well in that case I I do believe Kansas City wins they seem to be on a pretty good track here Vegas's defense has been pretty bad so in the past four weeks uh raiders giving up uh second most points to the quarterback third most to the running back seventh most to the wide receiver and second most to the tight end so start your kansas city chiefs this matchup and you know given that i'll i'll take casey to win and and cover and cover 
I'll take Kansas City to win, but I'm going to take the Raiders to cover. Uh, I think that what we've seen from the Raiders is that they can put up a lot of points, and that's something that's not good for Kansas City. So I, I think that tends too much. All right. Model is uh, same thing. It's going to take Kansas City to win, Raiders to cover. Next matchup here, Seattle taking on Houston. Oh, I'm curious what this line is. That's it. Okay. <laughs> Seattle is eight and a half point away favorites. Only a 40 and a half point uh, total here. So low scoring game, it looks like. But if there's any game or any team you can play and get back on track, it is Houston. So if Russ does his work like he should, if they let him cook, as they say, you know, they should have this game in hand pretty good. Uh, um, I can think of his name. Tyrod Terry. Ty, Tyrod is going to be bench this game. They are going to be starting Davis Mills for the rest of the season, which is it makes sense, right? They want to see what they have in him, even though they've already been kind of starting him earlier in the season. Maybe, I guess, just because of uh, Tyrod's injury. But it makes sense. Let's see what you have on the rookie. Um, see if he is the future for your team. I I'm not so sure, but that remains to be determined. Uh, both of these defenses suck, Pat. Who are you taking? I don't know. I just feel like for some reason, my heart wants to say Seattle, but I I just don't feel it. I feel something's wrong. I I feel that. You know, fortunately, they beat the 49ers by seven. But the Texans are so bad, too. You're, you're really putting me in a bad spot by having to make a decision. Um, it's like that South Park episode, the douche or the turd sandwich. So <laughs> I think I'm going to take Seattle or Wimba Houston to cover. I'm feeling crazy. All right. And just to. You know, you, you look at the public betting here, Pat, and that that goes with your strategy. Only 30 percent of the bets are on Houston. Um, man, I, mm, yeah, I think Seattle wins as well. I think Seattle wins. Uh, that is a lot of points here. I'll, I'll, I'm with you. I'll, I'll take Houston to cover as well. The model is going to be taking Seattle to win and cover. Another just awful, awful matchup. Jacksonville going to Tennessee to play the Titans. Titans are same spread, eight and a half point home favorites, slightly higher over under of 43 and a half points. I, I don't know. Tight. We, we talked about them quite a bit in the last episode, how they don't seem to be able to really get things together here. Um, once they lost Eric Henry, the team just slowly kind of crumbled apart. Uh, AJ Brown, IR, Julio Jones hurt, you know, everyone just kind of getting banged up on this team. And it's that, you know, next man up kind of mentality here. The Titans have lost two straight here. Their last win was against the Saints, but they also beat the Rams somehow. You know, it, they're an interesting team and one that is really kind of difficult to decipher. But Jacksonville, Jacksonville isn't great. I do like James Robinson. 
Um, man, Tennessee gives up a lot of points as well to the quarterback position. They give up the third most points to the quarterback and the most points to the wide receiver. So that's a little interesting there. So if anything, maybe you start Trevor Lawrence in some fantasy lineups, but I th- I think I got to go Tennessee to win. And what do I do with you, Jacksonville? See, this is the type of matchup that Jacksonville will come up and like just easily beat up on uh on Tennessee, but I'm not going to predict that. I'm going to take Tennessee to win and cover. Yeah, I agree with you. This isn't the game. If they were playing the Patriots, I think the Jaguars might be able to pull it off because that seems to be the case. But I don't trust them right now. And until they want to play James Robinson, they're not really going to have any offense. I don't care if Tennessee gives up the most points to the the quarterback or the wide receiver, whatever you said. Trevor Lawrence is a dodo, and I'm going to leave it at that. Model agrees with us, tightens the cover, and win. Another dirty, dirty matchup. The Saints taking on the Jets. Jets are five and a half point home underdogs. Again, a very low over under here of 43 points. Taysom Hill getting the start here again. Alvin Kamara should be set to play as well. What that does for the team, I guess, is going to remain to be seen. He's been out for quite a bit. Zach Wilson and Elijah Moore, you know, I I liked what I saw from them. Um, they got a win. And Elijah Moore is just, again, a, a fantastic rookie wide receiver. And there's just a lot of them this season, which is really interesting to see. But we've seen teams fail when they don't have a running back. And the Jets don't. It's going to be Ty Johnson, it looks like here. Um, Tevin Coleman has been rolled out with a concussion, I believe. Then Austin Walter and LaMichael P. Ryan. So that is a rough thing to happen here, especially when um, when Seattle up oh, Seattle. Wow. The Saints have been giving up the fourth fewest points to the running back position. So that's going to be even more difficult to an already depleted Jets uh, backfield. So I'll take the Saints to win. I th- Man, I th- I think it is going to be closer. I think Wilson's going to have to chuck it. So I'll take I'll take Saints to win, but Jets to cover. I hate saying this, but I'm going to take the Saints to win and to cover. I think they both stink, but the Saints stink less. The model is going to be taking the Saints to win and cover. Another divisional matchup: Atlanta Falcons taking on Carolina. Carolina are three point home favorites. Cam Newton for God knows why is going to get another start here. Uh, no CMC anymore. Chuba Hubbard will get the start in the backfield. DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson. I'm sorry for them. Uh, maybe PJ Walker will come out and, and put up some points for them. But Atlanta has not looked good at all either. But Carolina, the only thing that's going to keep Carolina in this game is their defense. So I I don't know what the pick here this is just a terrible terrible matchup so i'm gonna let you pick first pet i'm just gonna go off of the fact that the panthers beat the falcons last time 19 to 13 so i'll take them to win and to cover shit uh 
I, I just, I'll, I'll stick my hand in both pots. I'll take Carolina to win, Atlanta to cover. Just because I have no idea what happens in that game. That, that, one, that one's very close to me. All right, next matchup here. The Lions are traveling to Mile High to take on the Denver Broncos. The Broncos are 10-point home favorites. And uh, for good reason, Pat, while we were doing our last episode, I got a notification for uh, (laughs) quite a few issues that the Lions are going to run into quite uh, a a lot more than, uh, than before. So we knew... DeAndre Swift was not going to play. Jamal Williams now on the COVID-19 list, so he'll be out. TJ Hawkinson is doubtful to play. Uh, So their starting lineups are going to be Jared Goff, Armin Ross St. Brown, who who did have a good game. Josh Reynolds also looked good. Uh, Brock Wright is going to start at tight end. And then uh, Godwin... Oh boy, Igwe Boyke, Igwe Boyke, I definitely butchered that. Is going to be the starting running back here. So I and Denver's defense is already tough. I'm I'm pretty easily going to take Denver to win and cover here. This is the week that the Lions are going to lose. The winning streak is over. I wanted to be dramatic and I failed. Um, <laughs> I'll take the Broncos to win, but I think the Lions will cover. I think they have a good momentum. I don't care who's in in for that team. They just have like the underdog factor that everybody wants. And I just don't know if I trust the Broncos right now. I mean, they have a good team. We put them in the C tier in our last episode, but just kind of all over the place. Losing to Kansas City, but beating the Chargers. To me, those comparable teams. And then you lose to Philadelphia, but you beat Dallas. Like It, just, it doesn't make sense with them. Um, but Detroit has shown that, you know, Jared Goff is a superstar. He's probably the best quarterback in the NFL. And I, I think that they'll at least make it competitive. New York Giants going to Los Angeles to take on the Chargers. The Chargers are also going to be 10-point home favorites in a very low over-under game. Uh, 43 points there. And Chargers have officially rolled out Keenan, Keenan Allen for covid Mike Williams has been testing negative, so if that continues to happen, he will be playing. So, you know, that that looks like a good game for Mike Williams, so maybe he, he bumps back up here. So Herbert Eckler, Mike Williams, Jared Cook, I think they're all absolutely startable here against a, uh, you know, the Giants have been okay defensively, but I, I don't think they have the uh, the plums. To, to beat the Chargers here um, just after we saw them just go off on the Bengals last week. So um, I'll take the Chargers to win. I really don't know how the Giants score here, so I, I think I'd take them to cover as well. Yeah, if we're talking fruit, I think the banana's going into the Giants' peach. So I think I'm going to take the Chargers to win and to cover. I don't feel confident saying that, but I think I, now's the time for San Diego or... Wow. Yeah. Wow. Now is the time for Los Angeles. And I'm reading their name on the freaking computer. But whatever. I wish they were San Diego. I like that they went back to the lighter blue uniforms. The dark blue is stupid. Yeah, they look good. Uh, model, charges to win. 
Giants to cover. Oh, uh, Mom was wrong. Giants uh, injuries here. Kadarius Tony is going to be out. Shepard's questionable. Galladay is questionable, but who cares? And then Barkley, not on the injury report, so that's good. San Francisco going to Cincinnati to take on the Bengals. I, uh, I, I just don't get how San Francisco keeps getting favored, but they are a point and a half away favorites in this game. I'm, I'm taking Cincinnati to straight up win in this one. Uh, set to be a high scoring, higher scoring affair here, according to Vegas, at 48 and a half points. I, I understand that um, Cincinnati got beat on by the Chargers last week, but I, d- I don't care. You know, if I I just don't believe in the San Francisco team, especially if if Debo is out. Um, so looking at their injury report, they rolled out Elijah Mitchell with a concussion and a knee injury. Another running back that they have, Trenton Canyon Cannon with a concussion. Um, Debo is questionable to play with a groin injury. I That would surprise me, honestly, if he comes back. Maybe they force him back because they kind of need to make that playoff push. But I, I, that seems uh, questionable if they force him back this early. So, me, I'm taking Cincinnati winning, winning cover. Yeah, I, I kind of disagree. I don't really know if having Debo is a huge difference. And my main concern is just the the Bengals really haven't done anything. Like, I'm gonna go back through their schedule. Mm-hmm. And you just mentioned they got beat up by the Chargers, but they beat a really bad Pittsburgh team, a really bad Raiders team, lost to the Browns, lost to the Jets. Their last impressive win was Baltimore on October 24th. Outside in that, they've only beat the Vikings, which they, they're not good. Steelers, they're not good. Jaguars, they're not good. I can get on this whole list. I think the Bengals, like, their schedule may have been misleading, and their record might be more misleading than what I've really thought about. Even though their team is good, I don't know if they've really been tested. And for me, I think San Francisco has at least been tested in a better division, so... I can I, I counter argument that? What's that? I'm going to counter argument that. Okay. Use, using the same same logic you just had. So looking at San Francisco's wins, they just lost to Seattle. We both agree that they're a D level team. They beat the Vikings. You know, whatever. They beat the Jaguars. Whatever. Their best win was against Los Angeles Rams in on November 15th. Definitely give them that one. That's that was an impressive win, 31 to 10. Uh, lost to the Cardinals. That's expected. Beat the Bears. You know, who cares? Lost to the Colts. Lost to the Cardinals. Lost to Seattle. Lost to the Packers. And then they beat the Lions and the Eagles. So I, their res- both resumes, you know, are not super impressive in terms of wins. Cincinnati got their, like you said, their last good win against a decent team with Baltimore. And then San Francisco got their last good win against a decent team with the Rams. Other than that... I think both of their schedules have been uh, similar, but the Bengals are slightly better, you know, by one win. Yeah, I think I just talked myself into not caring about this game at all because um, now I'm just oh, really upset care. that this is a, a 500 <laughs> matchup. So the, the stat that I'm looking at, passing yards against per game, 
49ers are fourth, which is kind of crazy thing about what division they're in. Um, the Bengals are 27th. They're allowing over 250 passing yards per game. I really think that San Francisco's defense is what's going to make or break this game. So I don't care about Debo. I'm going to take the Niners to win and cover. Now those passing yards, were they to the wide receiver position? Or this is, like, or this is just total passing yards. Okay, okay. Finally, a good matchup. We have Buffalo going to Tampa Bay to take on the Buccaneers. Buccaneers, three and a half point home favorites. And that, uh, that after seeing what New England was able to do to them, that, uh, that feels like an easy one for me. I know we say this every time the, the Bills lose, that they're a good enough team to bounce back. I think it's difficult to bounce back against what we consider an S-tier team. So I, I'm taking Tampa Bay to win, and I, I do like that three-and-a-half line there. Um, I'll take them to cover as well. I think this is a great game to start Leonard Fournette. And I've been talking about how bad Buffalo's defense has looked, but what's surprising is points against Buffalo second, total yards against Buffalo number one, passing yards against Buffalo number one, rushing yards against Buffalo number 12, the Buccaneers are second, but the, Buff- the Bills don't run the ball. We know this. What's really surprising is the sacks. Buffalo's in 27th with 20 total sacks. Wow. The Bucs have 32, and that's number four. So to me, I think that what this game is going to be, it's going to be a lot of Leonard Fournette. And it's going to be a lot of Tom Brady having a lot of time to do whatever he wants to do. Now, I don't think that the passing is going to be there for Tampa, but I think it's going to be a really close game. Because I'm not really concerned about the Bills' offense. I'm more concerned about Tampa having possession of the ball and maintaining the the control of the game. So, I disagree with you. I have to ride the train. And I don't like that 80% of the money is on the bets and 85% is on the percentage of total money for the money line for the Buccaneers to win. So I'm going to fade the public. I think the Bills are going to win. I'm going to take the points. And I think it's going to be because the Bills are going to be able to shut Tom Brady down. And it's going to be a low-scoring game. And they're just going to be able to pull it out. So bring up your point about starting Leonard Fournette. Buffalo's defense has been solid. They rank 28th best, or was that fourth worst, <laughs> for fantasy quarterbacks, wide receivers, and tight ends. All the same. However... In the past four weeks, they've given up the fourth most fantasy points to running backs. So Lenny's looking to have a good day. Now our primetime matchups, Divisional 1, Chicago taking on Green Bay. Ooh, I think this is the biggest spread. Oh, I forgot to read the model. Model is going to take Buffalo to win and cover. Next, we have our primetime matchup, Sunday Night Football, Chicago taking on Green Bay. I'm pretty sure this is the biggest spread of the week. Green Bay are, is a 12.5 point home favorites, but a super low over-under. You know, well, it takes two to tango here. Uh, 43 total points expected to be scored here. That gives an implied point total of 27 and three quarters to Green Bay, 15 and a quarter for Chicago. And uh, Justin Fields is going to be back in this game. 
So, uh, yay for Chicago. I don't I don't really know there. Uh, but either way, Green Bay easily to win here. I don't think I would. You're obviously not actually going to take that money line bet. Uh, those are terrible, terrible odds and not worth it. Um, but the cover. Man, it's just such a big spread. I, I don't like taking massive point spreads like that, but I'm always willing to bet against Justin Fields, so I will. Yeah, I agree with you. And something that's really weird and kind of misleading, and maybe that you might have some insight, is I'm on Yahoo huh? and their public betting percentage for the money line. 94% of the bets are on Green Bay, but 100% of the money is on Green Bay. So how does that make sense? Is that is that a rounding up situation or are people parlaying the bears in there? And that's why it's not counting it. I would guess it's a rounding thing or it's just so minuscule that it doesn't even count. A bunch of people put $1 bets on the bears. Exactly. <laughs> no one's really looking to, uh, to take that risk. But yeah, I agree. Packers winning cover. Model Packers to win, Bears to cover. It has the Packers winning by 11.3. Final matchup. This is another really good one and also a very important game. The Los Angeles Rams are going to Arizona to take on the Cardinals. Kyler Murray is back completely. It sounds like Chase Edmonds should also be back in this game. Hopkins is back. Green's in there. Kirk's there. This is going to be a slugfest of a game. Arizona is favored by two and a half points over under a 51 and a half points here. Rams has not impressed me at all in the past few weeks. So I, I like Kyler. Give me Kyler to win and cover in this matchup. Agreed. And even if Chase Edmonds comes back, I think this is a great opportunity to still start James Conner because looking at, you know, the Rams defense, Points against, they're in the middle of the pack at 16th. Passing yards against their middle of the pack, which isn't relevant to James Conner, but I think what I'm really concerned about is Arizona marching the ball down the field very quickly and then just rushing it in really quickly with James Conner. I think that that's probably going to happen a lot. So I do like Arizona in this one. And what's concerning is a very, very high amount of money on Arizona, on the money line, 85% of bets, 97% of the money. That's always concerning, but I think you're right. The Rams have sort of faded a little bit. And if anything, the Cardinals should be coming back more healthy. So I think that this is a good opportunity for Arizona to solidify themselves as the best team in the NFC West. And the, the Cardinals defense has just been fantastic on the season as a whole. And of course, the guy you got to shut down is Cooper Cup. Rams get the number, the most fantasy points to the wide receiver position, and it's almost all Cooper Cup. Um, the Cardinals are the 23rd best, or what's that, ninth worst for fantasy wide receivers. So if they can shut down Cooper Cup, he really seems to be the only way they move the ball. Um, I understand Sony Michelle had a good game last week as well, but that feels fluky um especially given who they played so i i think the arizona defense if they come to play the way they have been all season they can really take it to the rams here and and like you said prove who the best team in this division is 
But that will do it for our bets here. If you want to follow them along or take a quick glance at what we are betting, you can follow us on our action networks. Um, the, the podcast is SWTN underscore podcast. The machine learning model is SWTN underscore ML underscore model. I'm at fantasy football, P-Y-A-N-T-A-S-Y football. And Pat is at Pat Fox all on action network. You can also follow us on our website, sleepingwiththenumbers.com, Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, TikTok. We do things sometimes. Uh, but one thing I always do is some prop betting. So I use Monkey Knife Fight for all of my prop betting. It's way too easy to do. It's a little scary, actually. But you pick a player, pick a stat, over, under, put in your bet, easy enough. Use our link. Your first deposit gets matched instantly up to $100. And what's really exciting is that BarkBox has their holiday exclusives out. So if you use our link, you get a free month or sometimes you get a free toy, whatever you choose to end up doing. But we got Rudolph. We got Spider-Man. So you can really talk about who the real Spider-Man is. And it's not Tobey Maguire is not featured in this one, but he really should be. Um, We got Peanuts. We got Home Alone. So BarkBox is a great way to get a monthly subscription box for your dog. And it gives you high value treats and great toys to allow for them to play and not get bored with the same thing over and over. And it prevents you from having to go to Target or any of those other stores and buy cheap dog toys that just get destroyed in seconds. BarkBox has a box made for every single dog. So you can look at the other options that they have, and I highly recommend it. I use a Super Cheer box for my dog, who's a pit bull, and she destroys everything, but she has a really tough time getting through these toys. So it's been a blessing for us. Thanks, and we'll see you next time.